are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. What is up, yogis? Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Giving you all a big virtual high five and just thanking you all for being here today with me. Now, I never thought in a million years that I would be discussing which mask is better to wear in studio on your mat during your asana practice. But here we are in the new normal. Now, just about a week ago where I live, yoga studios were given permission to open back up only to 25% capacity. And of course, we are all required to wear a mask. Now, I have worn a mask on the mat as a yoga teacher teaching one-on-one private sessions. And um, it was quite interesting to do so, but it's very different being a teacher in that capacity because the movements that I'm offering through my own body are very minimal to the movements that my student is providing on the mat for their own practice. So let alone teaching in a group environment setting. Now, depending on the size of your studio, 25% here where I live can be anywhere from eight to 10 students to some studios that can manage to have 15 to maybe more um, because their studios are so large at 25% capacity. So Where I teach, we are probably only going to ever have around eight students, give or take, eight to ten. So um, it's going to be really easy for them to be separated six feet um, and be able to practice social distancing in studio. But the question really is, how healthy is it to practice yoga, which requires deep, intentional breath work? what we call pradyama. How is it going to be practicing that type of yoga, yoga of the breath, while practicing asana with a mask? Now, one of the challenges that I already see right off the bat is that when we intentionally breathe, we are really bringing in this new oxygen and then releasing and then bringing in new oxygen and then releasing, whereas wearing a mask might restrict that to the point where we're recycling our breath. And even though you may be used to wearing a mask while walking your dog, which I never wear a mask outdoors, I think that's my one chance to breathe in that good-ass prana, right? (laughs) But I know many of you do, and there are many reasons why people need to, and I support that. But um, some of you are used to wearing masks. You know, maybe you've been running or biking or hiking with them. And so you build up a bit of a tolerance and you've acclimated to the mask in that respect. Others are maybe used to wearing the masks in their profession. Maybe you're in the service industry around people. So that too, I completely understand. However, running is probably running and biking and cardiovascular type fitness regimens might be the closest to what we will experience in yoga. But truly, 
pratyama with the intention that we do in yoga for breath work is still, in my opinion, going to be way more intense with a mask on than even running would be because we are actually purposely trying to inhale and exhale, filling up the lungs and releasing that energy. So what is that like with a mask on and what would be a good mask to wear if you actually do make it into studio? So those are going to be some of the topics that we're going to cover today. I actually found a really great article written by an MD, medical doctor, and registered yoga teacher. So I will link that article in today's show notes as well so you can see where I'm receiving the information. But also, um, before we get started in today's topic, I wanted to just first let you guys know how awesome i'm amazing being a mentor for the 100 hour yoga teacher training for the black lives matter rocket yoga was it officially ended on august 1st but i'm still holding space for my students for another week to allow them to complete their assignments but wow one of the largest the largest to date black only yoga teacher training that took place globally. And I happen to be a mentor for Canada, for the Southwest region of the United States, as well as Brazil. So it was really, really amazing. It was life-changing. I have so much gratitude for Carson Calhoun. This was his vision, along with the trainers who put this together, Davina Davison, Ahmed the Yogi Man, as well as Brandon Copeland. Just some amazing humans, you guys. It was awesome to be a part of such a beautiful experience to working with so many talented yoga teachers and those who do not teach yoga but wanted to really just delve deep into the practice of rocket, which is my favorite personal practice. I love rocket yoga so much have talked about it on yoga podcast but it was just such a great experience thousands of dollars was raised to benefit the movement as well as many local organizations and black yoga teachers and their businesses as well so it was really inspiring and not only did it certify Thousands, I think about 2,500 to 3,000 yoga teachers. It is also offering them a way to bridge onto 200-hour programs for those who want to get certified further to other rocket certifications. So it's just, it was such a cool experience. I had so much fun. I loved working with the teachers and students that I was privileged to be able to mentor. They were so inspiring and it was such a I think a beautiful community of love and support. And it was definitely something that I will always remember. So just a quick shout out about that. And I am going to be transitioning pretty quickly over into a 300 yoga teacher training that I am going to be a lecturer for. And I'm hoping to be able to share some of that with all of you 
through yoga podcast some of the cool things that I'll be discussing with those students over the next couple of months as we go through that program, which is Yoga Alliance Approved. And I will actually be bringing on the founder of this program, Michelle Young, as she is rolling out a really cool scholarship program for yoga Uh, future yoga teachers, but yoga students who are also self-identified as black. So it's really neat. Um, I believe she's going to have thousands. uh, She's had thousands of applications already. So I'm going to be a part of that. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And with what I just experienced with the rocket teacher training, I can only imagine what it's going to be like to be a part of the 300-hour yoga teacher training um, in this capacity. So I will be in touch with all of you about that. I will also be updating you on the upcoming six-week series of the Divine Yoni, which i pretty sure I'm going to do in video form on YouTube. So you'll be able to see my channel linked in the show notes of those episodes that I will also offer on yoga podcast. So you'll be able to hear them on the podcast or watch them on my channel. But all of that will be available when that program is officially rolled out. So I'm really excited about that. And last but certainly not least, I will also be rolling out my workshops that I usually do locally for the military and those who suffer from trauma, in particular PTSD. And that is my trauma-informed yoga workshop. So I want to offer that for everybody who listens to yoga podcasts. And I'm still working out the details on that. But that will hopefully come out before end of year as well. So those are just some really quick announcements and some cool, exciting news I wanted to share with all of you. And I also wanted to transition into the idea that we have to be mindful as we talk about today's topic with wearing masks to the yoga studio, that for some masks can be very triggering for those who suffer from trauma, as well as those who have other issues such as any other physical ailment, maybe, um, you know, masks might be restricting or constricting already present respiratory issues such as asthma, maybe even um, those who suffer from anxiety might not feel as comfortable with a mask on. So we want to be mindful of that as well. I know for myself, I didn't realize how much I read lips until everyone was wearing a mask. So if you're a yoga teacher in particular, and you could potentially benefit for from wearing a mask that allows your lips to be present. So there's masks that have like a clear shield on the front, or maybe you could wear like a clear mask shield. That might be something to consider if you're teaching students who might appreciate seeing your lips. So just a little bit of food for thought there. Um, But I will talk about maybe this topic in greater detail as I talk about the trauma-informed practices and the workshop that I hope to bring onto Yoga Podcast in the future. But keep that in mind. If you find yourself being really uncomfortable in your mask, you might be getting triggered or your nervous system might just be rejecting the concept, Um, as well as if you're a teacher and you have students that may not be able to come to class or practice live, Um, with a mask on, regardless of the restrictions being lifted, okay? So if the mask is going to follow us into the future, 
this might still be an issue with students coming into class. Um, I know for myself, I'm not a huge fan of practicing yoga with a mask on. But again, um, I love the idea of being in community with students. So for me, it's a trade-off as a practitioner and as a teacher to um, be able to try to figure out what mask might work best for me. So now I think we can jump into today's topic officially. <laughs> so as I mentioned, pratyama is a huge part of yoga. That is the yoga of the breath. That is intentional breathing. It is the most important part of a practice. The postures that tag along with an in-studio practice, for instance, are really literally tagging along to your pratyama practice, in my opinion. So that is my biggest concern when wearing a mask. Are we really getting the healthy benefits of practicing pratyama? Can our body do that with recycling, potentially recycling our own oxygen? And I think the jury is still out on some of this. I've read some other reports that those who are pregnant should not exercise with masks on. I've read reports where exercising with masks on for longer than 15 minutes could have an adverse effect on your body. But again, not sure what the test pool was, if it was people who were already um, at their healthiest in their cardiovascular test with their cardiovascular test, or was it just like some average um, sample? So there's still a lot that we do not know. I can tell you for sure, if you have any concerns about your health, please be mindful of that. Speak to your physician, make sure you understand where your blood pressure is at, how you feel, how your anxiety levels are, you know, just make sure that you do not override any of those types of signals that your body may be offering you in order to practice in studio. Okay. I'm with you. I want to be in studio just as badly as I know the next yoga practitioner wants to be, but not at the expense of possibly your health being harmed way more than the benefits of yoga can provide in that capacity. So just be mindful of that. Also, one of the things that I want you to remember is once you do decide what kind of mask you are comfortable with practicing in, you want to start to acclimate to that. So maybe just practicing for five minutes, five to 10 minutes at home or on the Zoom or the live or the YouTube, whatever it is, listening to the audio classes by Breezy Bree on Yoga Podcast. <laughs> um, just get used to practicing with the mask on and see what your comfort level is especially if you're like me and you have a few different masks options that you want to choose from, you want to kind of play with all of them and see which one makes the most sense. So um, just wanted to also have you keep that in mind. Another thing to think about as well is even though studios are opening up, I know my studios that I manage that are opening up at 25% capacity, which is about eight to 12 students um, for the size of the studio that I teach at. Some studios may be able to take up way more people um, depending on how large their floor space is for the social distancing. But um, I know for the studios I teach at and manage, we are going to roll out very, very conservatively 
where we have, you know, maybe a class a day that's offered in studio only and of by appointment and pre-registration and we're still offering our Zoom classes and other features like that to allow our students to continue their memberships online. So, you know, you may need to have a like a hybrid program for your own practice where you practice maybe once a week in studio just to get back into community versus once a day. Um, but you're still participating in those Zooms or those, you know, Facebook and Instagram lives or YouTubes or audios or personal practices. And then just slowly work your way back into studio again. Wearing a mask is probably going to be a part of our new normal for maybe longer than we're all really caring to acknowledge. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how we all kind of conform to this over time. Now, I know some of you are already used to wearing masks in your you know, day-to-day -day life as far as your career is concerned. Perhaps you are in the service um, industry or you're around people, so you're used to wearing masks anyway. Still, the way that we superficially breathe throughout the day is not the same as our intentional breath that we practice mindfully in a yoga practice. So I just want you to also keep that in mind. Do not take it for granted how deeply you are practicing your breath work while in studio or on the mat, but also now wearing a mask, okay? So this episode is more important than maybe it seems, <laughs> is I guess what I'm trying to say. So I already said to pay extra close attention to your body's cues while doing any physical activity. So if you find yourself getting overheated or dizzy or stressed or fatigued, or any of that, um, take a break, get some fresh air, take the mask off, okay? Also, you want to uh, just make sure, too, that you're not finding yourself being triggered or feeling uncomfortable and not knowing why. Take inventory of that and ask yourself, is the mask too tight? Is it making you feel, um, you know, like you're not yourself? A lot of times when we're triggered, especially with old traumas, we can't always put our finger on it. And that's one of the challenging parts about trauma is we are so disconnected from the trauma in order to stay in survival mode that it becomes less and less apparent when we're even having a reaction from an old traumatic trigger. So that is something you're going to have to really pay attention to, um, whether you know you're susceptible or not. Um, just pay attention to your cues, okay? Now, also realizing that we have no idea how safe or unsafe it is to practice yoga or any physical activity with a mask on. But again, if you're pregnant or if you already have pre-existing ailments or respiratory issues, please talk to your physician or just choose to not practice physical activity with a mask on okay hot yoga with a mask um it is of the opinion of this medical doctor and registered yoga teacher's article that i'm linking in today's show notes that practicing hot yoga with a mask on is probably not going to be recommended this is exactly what is spoken in the article as long as masks are needed in studios and gyms to help limit the spread of coronavirus it's in my opinion that hot yoga shouldn't be offered studios are generously small enclosed spaces when 
intensely heated humidity levels can reach up to 60 or 70 percent high humidity makes breathing more difficult and it's not uncommon to have otherwise healthy students become more exerted and slightly short of breath in hot yoga. So any type of face covering exacerbates that. So I know where I live, hot yoga studios are open with masks on. So if that's your jam, again, just test your body. See if you are comfortable with that. Everyone's different. But um, I'm just reading what this article's recommendation is. But again, you can see the link to that. And then, of course, make your own determination as far as your own common sense for what works best for your life. If hot yoga was something that was a challenge without a mask on, then with a mask on, obviously, it's going to be, you know, possibly dangerous. Okay. Menopause. Um, this doctor in this article is saying that masks can make you feel hot and uncomfortable. So women in menopause are especially susceptible to vasomotor symptoms. Even in a cooler yoga class, wearing a face mask might create enough internal heat to trigger a hot flash. So again, being mindful of that. I know I was traveling um, on airplane a couple of weeks ago and the mask while on the plane was making my body temperature rise. So just knowing... Um, Again, which masks might be more beneficial if you can practice at all. Um, I've already talked about other respiratory and other health conditions such as asthma or COPD or emphysema or anything along those lines. So you probably want to make sure you check in with your primary care physician and make sure you're cleared for takeoff, okay? Alrighty, so now let's talk about the type of masks. So the first type of mask is the N95 respirators. Now in some areas, the N95 respirators are in short supply and their accessibility to healthcare workers is a priority. And so either unless you already have some or you're in healthcare, you probably are not going to be practicing with an N95 respirator on anyway. However, this type of covering may not be the best choice for physical activity in general, even if what you're doing is mild. The N95 respirators protect against coronavirus because they can filter about 95% of very small particles from the air. But in doing so, they also reduce the amount of airflow getting through, and that difference in oxygen can be significant. Some estimates show that the N95 respirators reduce oxygen intake by nearly 20%. So when exercising or doing yoga, you breathe fully, and as activity level picks up, muscles demand more oxygen, and your respiration rate increases so your blood can carry that oxygen where it needs to go. That means you need more air, not less. So even though this is healthier for coronavirus, not healthier for actual physical activity. So keep that in mind. Now, surgical masks, those are those light blue masks that we see on physicians. These surgical masks do not provide as much protection as N95 respirators. They actually fit loosely to the face and are designed to protect against splashes and larger particles. They're not designed for, you know, airborne viruses, for instance. So like respirators, surgical masks are also needed by healthcare workers. Plus, even if you have some around, they tend to slip easily. For some people, it's hard to keep them from sliding down the nose, 
even with normal movement. So any type of actual physical activity makes this even harder and can lower their efficiency even more. So the next and the most popular that we are all seeing ourselves wearing are the cloth masks. So these are the ones that the CDC recommends to the general public. And you can actually make them yourselves or you maybe you've purchased some from Etsy like me and they've been homemade, that sort of thing. Now, while cloth masks won't actually block COVID-19 respiratory droplets, they help remind us to stay distance and not to touch our faces, two things that can mitigate the spread. Now, the cloth masks have the advantage of being soft enough to withstand movement with elastic tailored to fit most faces. Now, they stay in the place um, that you put them better than most alternatives, so this is most likely what you would be comfortable wearing as you turn your head from left to right, right to left, all of that, and go through your yoga flow. Now, I personally have a mask that's made for physical activity, and it's like a neck warmer, and then you just pull it up around the nose, um, you know, mouth and nose, and then it loops around the ears, and it's kind of a silkier, more material, so there's like room for airflow. I actually prefer that when I'm um, doing physical activity because I can... I feel like I'm getting um, a little bit more comfort from the air, but it also makes me a little bit hotter because it's around my neck. So that's also interesting. I've noticed um, those who wear bandanas and they can kind of just tie them around their head and allow them to have the air flow up. And then they're still kind of like having this shield between them and other people. That seems to be probably the most likely um, concept for physical activity, but obviously the least protective um, because you have that open space down below. So that's one um, consideration. Another thing is um, considering if you're a teacher, I think I mentioned this already, but wearing a face shield so people can see your lips, they can see you, but you're just kind of like wearing a shield instead of a mask at all. Um, as a practitioner, probably not necessarily going to work the same, but as a teacher, that might be a good idea. So for me, I um, definitely have noticed that I just prefer to be able to move my mask around a little bit every now and then. I just need to catch a breath. Um, I also realized that in doing so, you know, I'm susceptible to COVID-19. Um, I've been in public atmosphere, such as the airport, airplane, as well as restaurants and um, different situations where, you know, there's definitely a possibility that I could be a part of receiving the virus or spreading the virus. Just because as you listened to me break down the different masks, the only one that's actually um, really effective is the N95. So the rest are just kind of potentially keeping us from catching, you know, catching it in a bigger way, I suppose. I don't know what that means. But like they said, just keeping us from social, uh, keeping us social distancing, keeping us reminding ourselves that we're supposed to be mindful of what's happening around us. Um, but they're not necessarily um, as effective as we all want them to be. However, if everyone's wearing a mask, um, and the particles are not directly, you know, just being spread by spit, I suppose, then maybe they're much more effective. Um, again, 
there's so much we don't know and there's so much that time will tell. And for those of you who are ready to get back in studio on the mat, maybe you will have a better idea of what's going to work for you. I'm really curious of what has been working for you if you've been practicing in studio. How do you feel about practicing with a mask? Does it feel normal to you now? Does it still feel awkward? Do you prefer to just practice at home? Um, these are all things I really want to know. As a yoga teacher, as a studio manager, as a private um, yoga therapist, as a person who has a podcast and is such a huge proponent of a personal practice. I know for me, before all of this happened this year, you know, one of my big mottos on yoga podcasts was learning how to supplement your in-studio practice with an at-home practice, with an intuitive practice. But I also understand how important it is to be in community when you have no option to be in community. So for me, a hybrid solution is best. You know, some days in studio, some days at home, some days um, having a personal private practice, some days you're listening to an audio class or watching a video, or maybe now in this new normal, taking a Zoom or a live. And that very much feels like being in studio in a lot of ways as well. So I'm just curious because as I continue, you know, I think we're 350 some odd you know, episodes of yoga podcast here. I really want to make sure I am teaching how to make this a lifelong practice, but also taking into account what life looks like for all of us today. So for my personal practice, I actually just recently signed back up with one of my local studios that teaches Ashtanga um, the Shala, the Shtanga Shala, that also teaches my favorite rocket yoga. I, even though I can practice rocket yoga on my own, I don't need to be guided through the sequence. Um, but I can also practice it with, uh, you know, I just finished doing the 100 hour rocket yoga teacher training as a mentor. So there was tons of ways to practice rocket through all those beautiful yogis. Um, I still found that there's something about being accountable to showing up at the studio and a Zoom class feels very similar to that. It's, you know, it's, it's close to being in person. You know, you get to see your teacher, you get to say hi to everybody on Zoom. So um, I just went ahead and decided that I needed to sign back up and be a part of a community in that capacity. When coronavirus first hit, I took a lot of Zoom classes as a student, also taught my fair share of Zoom classes as a teacher, um, and, you know, kind of got a little bit burnt out from virtual life just because I was also doing Zoom for, you know, uh, meetings and Zoom and, you know, just with family. And I was tired of being like FaceTiming. <laughs> um, but I took a long, much needed break from that um, as a practitioner anyway. And now I'm looking forward to connecting back to my local um, teacher who teaches my Ashtanga and Rocket classes that I love, as well as getting back into the studio in whatever 25% capacity I'm offered to do so. 
All right, yogis, um, share your thoughts with me. Find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Links in today's show notes. I'm not sure what other relevant episodes I'll be linking today, so I might just link the article. I'll also link blmrocketyoga.com so you guys can check out that program as there's going to be some upcoming trainings that you can maybe participate in. There's also some swag t-shirts and such that you can purchase and you can also donate if you wanted to participate in the cause. So um, that's really cool. So check out the show notes for that. And I think that's everything. I look forward to um, what's going to be coming up in the future on Yoga Podcast. Thank you so much for being so patient and just loving and awesome to me. The numbers on Yoga Podcast have stayed really high, even though I went from literally um, having three to four episodes published every single week to now just having one episode for the last few months during the pandemic, um, mostly because just like many of you, I wanted to offer time and space for myself to be able to not be sensory overloaded by so much information that is just all over the place. We are all required to be online. We're all required to be listening to people talking to us, having monologues such as today's episode. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to give you the opportunity and space to share your time and attention wherever it needs to go. So I'm going to probably keep this format a little bit longer, at least until um, we roll out the workshop. Um, and then I will eventually start to introduce yoga pose breakdowns back to the podcast, yoga Q&As back to the podcast, um, some breezy brie blabs, um, fun episodes, maybe some moon episodes in the future, and of course, audio yoga classes. Now, I have over 100 audio yoga classes that you can touch and press play and those links are in the show notes as well so you can find those on my website if you miss those classes but um, I haven't been teaching as much um, to be able to record those classes in a capacity that I could share on yoga podcast and also everyone is practicing online so um, although I know you love my audio classes <laughs> I just wanted to be mindful that you know, those numbers might have dropped a lot considering that all of the teachers in the world are online for the most part. So um, I look forward to getting back to some of those other episodes, however, because I miss them just as much as I'm sure you all do. All right. I love you guys. I miss you guys. I appreciate you all. Please continue to keep your vibrations high. Be the change you wish to see. Practice yoga on and off of the mat. And remember that faith is your grace. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste. Namaste.